Okay, in tonight's show, we discuss how Ireland get defeated by the Japanese 100 hand slap a la Street Fighter 2. Hello, Logan. Did Keith Earls save Ireland's World Cup chances? Or did Ireland's World Cup chances save Keith Earls? Is Aladdin Disney's greatest ever character? And we get Fla on the phone. He's out for dinner with his missus, but we interrupt that to discuss whether Owen Redden is the biggest nerd he's ever met. Joe presents Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby, together with Guinness. Hello, and you are gathered here today on the Barry Murphy and Andrew Trimble residents of rugby to celebrate the life of Irish rugby <laughs> here on Joe, together with Guinness. We had a, we had a good innings, <laughs> but alas... The Japanese beat us. It was like, did you ever be playing a maid yours in Street Fighter 2? And he, he doesn't have Street Fighter 2. He doesn't have a, a Super Nintendo. He has, he's really good at like Sonic. He's a, he's a Sega. And you play Street Fighter 2 and you, you think you're just going to bait him handy. Like, cause even though he knows how to play, he's not good enough to beat you. But then he just picks a Honda and he just keeps lashing you in the face with that fast hand. <laughs> the hundred hand slap. <laughs> and you're like, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> stop me. Or he picks um, Blanca and just goes. Uh, I was thinking Blanca is more like uh, Argentina, quite bitey and electrocuty. Yeah. But definitely. Chung Li is Japanese. So, like, so, when we, so then after 60 minutes, you bring, you bring on Carberry, but then he. <laughs> They bring on Chung Lee and she just starts kicking you. Yeah. Ay, 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 ay. <laughs> That's what it kind of felt like to me. I also thought like Ken would be a good Owen Farrell, so I think he's was he the white white suit? Ken and Ryu. Ryu was Ryu is uh, Ryu was white. Fef de Clerk. Oh no, Ryu was the blondie lad, was he? Yeah. What I think Ken's Ryu was the white lad, yeah, the blondie Ken's lad. Oh, red, yeah. Okay, so he's Fef de Clerk. Yeah. The white white suit is yeah. is uh um uh, but you learn, you learn Guile, special moves. Guile is the is a uh, uh, he's the military John Quill for he's so like him. You get a two of them, their faces up, they look really alike. And he didn't he do a little finishing move on Owen Farrell the other day. <laughs> red, yeah, red card. What was it? What was Guile's special move? Was it like up like that? Oh, that. he would um, do like tiger uppercut, like a tiger uppercut. Like <laughs> no, that's Ryan Cannon, wasn't it? Oh, he used to do oh. scissors kick. Yeah, scissors kick upside down. Just do like a helicopter. Mm. Good finish. That's that's that was that should be his finishing move. No, finish him. It's a different game. Uh, I also thought this is very clever. Vega, do you remember that weird guy? No, I don't remember. Him. Vega was without the mask. He'd be up in the just hanging on the fence. I don't remember him. He's like the uh, IRB. They're just always up in the fence, just being weird. <laughs> just this this World Cup, they've been quite weird, saying weird yes, things. Yes. Like get down off the fence, you weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Take off the mask. And they're like, well, yeah, you can. You can have foreign players in your team, but I wouldn't do it if it was me. <laughs> <laughs> kind of shit. Um, they came up with something weird. They were slagging the referees the other day. That yeah. was quite weird as well, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was refreshing, though. They're quite vague, and his name is Vega. It's like... <laughs> it's perfect. It's very... It's, very, it's many levels. Um, <clears throat> this is the order of the day, I think, is to distract people from what happened. Yeah. Because uh, it was... It was hard to watch, wasn't it? What was hard to watch? The match. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> doing a good job. <laughs> so we're gonna get Fla on the phone. Fla's not here. It wasn't he's, hard to watch. He said it was. I, yeah, it was. I 
honestly think I wasn't a million miles away from becoming a Japanese supporter halfway through it. Pat is going to have a heart attack over like, there. These man. guys are <laughs> class. <laughs> Why have we been supporting Ireland when we can be supporting <laughs> I know the feel. I know what you're saying. It was one of those like, where were you in your life moments when Ireland beat <laughs> Ireland were beaten by Japan? Like, yeah. like when Princess Di died, or when 9/11 happened, or when USA '94 when we beat Italy. This was one of those moments. Yeah. I was in Dubai. And he just got in, obviously. And I had missed my flight. So I was uh, running around the airport trying to watch. I'm really good at missing flights. Have you, have you got a, a track record of missing flights? Yeah, terrible track record. Really? Like some people have um, talents like, I think we double-jointed or, um, or could like bilingual or something like Can that. Can roll their tongues. Yeah, I'm really good at missing flights. Now in my defense, Emirates Airlines were absolute ass wipes and they wouldn't... Uh, allow me big bring excess luggage on because I had a lot of equipment and they were trying to charge me 500 quid but anyway long story short I didn't, rock and roll. See, I didn't see all the whole game so I need you to talk me through it and we're going to get Fla on the phone and uh, Pat has been working uh, all day on <laughs> trying to make sense of the whole thing as well um, you watched it with I watched it uh, with the second captain good crack I watched it with Owen Redden uh, I I I Felt myself getting a little bit uptight, but then whenever I changed over, then started supporting Japan, then I, I felt like the game was a lot easier to take. Okay, it was more fun <laughs> when you were supporting Japan. It's interesting when you watch a game from the other team's perspective. Uh -huh. Yeah, uh, but Red Redzer, I thought he was kind of getting angry. <laughs> he was getting frustrated. <laughs> yeah, he's he, he takes his rugby seriously. Yeah, Redzer. Yeah, we're such rugby supporters though that we. Um, me, I'm speaking for myself, maybe you don't want to be I'm with you. involved in this, but he's just an Ireland rugby supporter. We're purest rugby supporters. We're supporting the greater good, the good of the game. We just want to be entertained. We, we, yeah, <laughs> we'll have a bit of crack. I just don't want to be on the losing team. Um, so I was in Dubai for a few days. Uh, great crack, two gigs, 48 hours. Um, Dubai is such a weird place. It's like, there's, it's, it's, it's where all the the influencers go or it's all the the boyfriends of Instagram that's where they all dwell uh -huh, uh -huh. I think that's my observation I'm, I was at the bar on Thursday night and this I met this guy from Liverpool I just said I just started chatting to him and uh, I asked him what he did and he said influenza and I was like you have influenza <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh I'm an influencer I was like what the hell is that like he literally just gets paid to go around and taking videos of himself on Instagram and has like yeah. 100,000 followers and that kind of crack. And then... I, I love the idea. I always imagined being there when the photos are being taken because the reality of what's going on is not what is being portrayed in the video or in the yeah. photo. It's so, it's so different. And I imagine it's the 20th photo that that person yeah. is eventually I, There's this Japanese with. couple at the pool and they were like there for an hour. He was just taking photographs of her. And they, they couldn't get it right in front of everyone. Do you know when you're at a pool? They're, they're just, shameless. You're just sitting. I was just having. I was sit just looking at this going, and everyone is just looking. Yeah. I walked in on a like an influencer gathering one day in a coffee shop in Belfast there a few weeks ago, and it's like clones, clones. Okay. Like uh, they're all they all look exactly the same. And I walked in, and the guy working the coffee shop was like rolling his eyes. <laughs> I went, what's going on here? He goes, don't even talk to me. Yeah, He's like, I've never seen so many handbags in my life. 
It is, and so you don't see it very often, especially not in Limerick, but when you're dropped into the middle of it in Dubai, it's like, you, I felt like an alien who just landed on the planet, and yeah. I said, what is going on here? Who are all these people? And did you get influenced? I was trying to see where I am on the scale. Who, uh, who am I? Am I the influenced? Am I under the influence? Am I influ- influenza? Yeah, influenza, <laughs> influenza. It's like the gender pronouns, you know, it's like, <laughs> or the Mo Canilogs, what were they? What were they, Pat? Were they some sort of, Tenses in, in Irish. So, is that, is that a motive or something? Or, yeah, yeah. Oh, the Mokanilic was just like, if you, got, if you did honour as Irish, you got taught about them and it was a world you didn't even want to know about. It was just like the fifth tense half removed or something. That's, or that's possessive what the influencers or, are to, influencers are to yeah. me. Weirdos. Um, <clears throat> also met a lot of our penguins out there. Uh-huh. Legends, yeah. Uh, loving it and... One of them suggested that we do a live show from McGettigan's in Dubai. Tell him yes. So I got straight. We were staying in the McGettigan's. That's we, we'll we'll sort out the finer details. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell him yes. Yes, straight up. <laughs> I met a, a penguin today in Grafton Street, and it was like an hour after the game, and he goes, "Here, good luck making sense of that." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, so this guy put the wheels in motion straight away. So it looks like uh, maybe around Six Nations. Yeah. Got to Dubai for a few days. Um, and yeah, just have a little holiday. Yeah. It's not confident we are and then we're going to get bullied out of it. Yeah. Maybe. The powers that be. I actually, I forgot to ask you, um, did we get, I, I, when, I, when I was talking to them, I, one of them said something about living on a prayer was that, uh, what Japan? Japan? Right. That's what put it in my head for the the Facebook message I put out, mm. which was if you were to give each country a song title, oh yeah, for their World Cup hopes, what would it would be? And that was his one. Was living on a prayer for for Japan. But Jesus, the prayers come through sometimes, don't they? Yeah. Do you got a, we got a good reaction to that actually? Yeah. Can I have you got a few of them? Yeah, I'll see if I can come from here now. Remember, I was saying to you, my one was. Scottish one was remember Delamitri had Don't Come Home Too Soon for it was one of their World Cups I think they were in like uh. Uh, here we go oh somebody the first one is Ireland's the Titanic team uh, Scotland over and done with by the Proclaimers uh, Ireland different ending by the Coronas uh, da, da, da. coming home for Scotland a lot of Scottish digs in here uh, Wales <laughs> living in the past by Jethro Tull uh, <laughs> <laughs> Australia, Crimea River. Oh, Mike probably sent this before the game. Ireland, we are the champions. And then here's a here's a Hermitage Green shout out. Uh, Scotland, quicksand. Uh, mm, nice. Or Ireland now. And then after the game, this Alan Mack got onto us on the on the group and said, "It's all over now, baby blue, for Ireland." I don't know a lot of these songs you're mentioning. Totally out of the loop. Do Good know, work, uh, penguins though. See, we've got no. Um, have you noticed we've no um, pillows? Yeah, where are pillows? <laughs> so uh, when we were here on Thursday, you're obviously away, so I did it with uh, Emer. Stink face, stink face. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> so That's great. Um, we came in, and then Pat was it you? Someone? Yeah. Pat, Pat goes. Um, you haven't seen uh, the the yellow pillows, the yellow Joe pillows? <laughs> I was there. <laughs> just remembered <laughs> last week at the live show <laughs> after we finished because there was such a buzz and such an excitement um, this lady came up I think it was a lady came up on the stage and she goes where do you get the pillows and I said take it you'd be grand 
<laughs> you gave some random lady your pillow. Yeah, one of the pillows, oh, and then the other one, I chucked it to <laughs> <laughs> the other end of the bar. At someone, someone, I, I, I didn't hit him on the head, but like it was a decent shot, very close. And he went to throw it back, and I think it got tangled up in like that walkway up on top. So then that was the end of that. So that's still there. We're two pillows down. Get on to Guinness and see if they might. Uh, but I li- yeah, I like those pillows. It gives a nice little yeah. bit of colour. Brighten the place up a bit. Yeah. That's yeah. what happened there. You're a ridiculous man. Um, I watched Aladdin on the flight. Right. What a film. Oh, the, the new one. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, my God. Really? They beat, they kicked the shit out of it. Yeah, they just, like, as, you know, The Lion King was so disappointing, I kind of presumed that this would be the same, but amazing. Um Brought me back to my fears, more of my fears. Oh, no. Um, when I was a kid, uh, that was in, we had a school play of Aladdin, and uh, I was like 10, and I really wanted to be Aladdin, but I couldn't. Do you currently know when you were a, player, a rugby player, you weren't allowed to tell people you could sing or anything like that? Yeah. I knew I could sing, but I was like, oh, yeah. I can't tell anyone. So I couldn't do it. I was like a fruit merchant or something like that in, in the background of Aladdin when we did it, and some, some girl was Aladdin. Ridiculous, like, yeah, and uh, but I used, to, I used to go home and just practice myself anyway. And then, um, my cousins came home from America a few weeks later and they were like really into Nirvana and stuff. And I was like, Yeah, I'm, I'm into Nirvana, yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretending like I had a clue they were talking about. And uh, my brother was like, You don't like Nirvana, you know, so like, do it, do it, do it. And I remember I went, I was downstairs getting a pop tart or something like that, and I went up and they were in my room, and my brother pulled out. Uh, a little tape recorder and he just pressed play (laughs) (laughs) and it was me just like I can show you the world (laughs) shining shimmering splash (laughs) doing all Jasmine's parts and everything I was like fuck (laughs) so what is this I still get abuse over it so I relived that other fear on the plane there but it's a great flick Anyway, what are your thoughts on the match? Um, defensively, we were really, really poor. Yeah. Um, but it was, I think the game was um, just won by the amount of energy that Japan brought to it. They played with such pace. They were so accurate. Uh, their phase play was so quick. They just kept the ball so fast. Their nine was unbelievable. Just kept getting there, getting the ball gone really quickly. So Ireland never got set. Mm. So they never got off the line. They never made an impact. They never slowed them down. And Japan just got their tails up. Um, and then as a result, I think because Ireland were kind of on the on the receiving end more often than not, apart from the first twenty minutes, mm. then when Ireland got the ball, then they looked exhausted. Yeah, they looked so tired, flat, and just looked like um, Japan just kind of broke their spirit or just. Towards the end, the humidity must have been unbelievable, and yeah, pace was pretty high. The atmosphere was pretty draining, I'd say. Um, Pat, like you, you gave on your article on Joe today, you gave the player ratings not Mm. too bad, and I think that was a fair reflection of like it's not like they played terribly. What'd you give Ring Rose and Farrell? I gave Ring Rose seven and a half, and I gave Farrell an eight out of ten. Yeah, those two were brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, they were. So like, uh, they they were the best. And yeah, and I said I was saying saying to Barry there that like I got an email from somebody saying this is shit. Like the ratings are far too generous. Like there's a lot of fives and sixes. He's like that means you're saying that nobody was like really poor. They're all. And I was just and I was got back to him and I said, 
yeah, I just thought a lot of them were average or just yeah. good, but like not great. And Japan were great, and that's why we got beaten. It's not that anybody was really poor, but we were just average today. Like, yeah, we but, were good. Uh, we were good for twenty minutes. We were really good 21 for twenty minutes. minutes. Yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if so. We were what twelve three up. Yeah. I wonder if we'd scored one more time, if it could have been mm. a very different game, if yeah. we could have broke them a bit. Although, I, can, I don't think Japan would have gone out the gate. They had so much support mm. and they were so up for it. Mm. They, and they, they kind of, I, I think, I think they would have been pro- probably more resilient than than Ireland were. Yeah. Actually, when Japan got back into it, planted the seed of doubt, and then Ireland just got within themselves. They got narrower, and they got panicky, and they like, like towards the end. The face play they're putting together. James Ryan took the ball, maybe touched the ball maybe six or seven times, and like linked a couple of times, carried a couple of times. He looked knackered. Yeah, everybody looked knackered. Everybody was t- catching the ball, standing still. Yeah, Japan were herring up, mm-hmm. smashing boys. Mm-hmm. It was. I mean, I think Ireland. The the thing that we would be critical of, I think, is that Ireland just um, they didn't show any resilience. They kind of they got questioned a wee bit, and then Japan got at them, and they kind of just went into themselves and didn't. I, I think if, I think if Sexton had been there, he might have yeah he might have been able to manage that a bit more or been a bit more stubborn yeah. Um, I mean the Cardi went really well. His kicking game was class early on. Yeah, yeah. For everybody thought like for the first 20, 25 minutes, I was like, holy shit, Jack Carthy is unbelievable. Yeah. Like and like those great kicks, and then. Just when it started to turn against us, yeah. Even when he was kicking, he wasn't finding touch as well. He was just giving them the ball back. And he was. I'm, I'm not even talking about this, mm. his his play. I thought he played he played well mm. at times. Like he kicked away a couple of times, but some of his kicks were lovely, like yeah. crossfield for um, ring, ring rows yeah. for the for the try. But it was more just the the, the leadership that Johnny would have brought yeah. and the kind of stubbornness. That was the most and, demanding game he's ever played in yeah you know attritionally for you know mentally and physically yeah um so mentally i think massively yeah yeah okay will we get jerry flannery Shall we on get the someone phone? on an knows. expert who knows the names of the players <laughs> how we doing fla konnichiwa fla <laughs> uh arigato konnichiwa fla uh, <laughs> <laughs> where are you uh i'm uh, out for dinner uh, my missus, we're out in the air. Very fancy. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Okay, has, well, has, has Baz ruined your evening? A uh, little bit, yeah, a little bit, but that's it happens, so sorry. not a big deal. Sorry. Um, and, and I've been trying to figure out this game anyway, you know, I, I, it's it's kind of wrecked my head a little bit since it's since, since played. Yeah, we haven't been overly negative in the first 10 minutes here, we're just kind of... Uh, <laughs> Uh, discussing how, you know, how good Japan were as opposed to how how bad Ireland were, and, and I think we mainly said that they probably didn't manage the game as well as they should have. Uh, is that is that something around the same lines that you're thinking? Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty accurate. Um, I, I was just from from what I'd seen from Japan from the first round. And I watched him in the Nations Cup against Fiji, and I watched him against uh, against South Africa as well in the warm-ups. I I did not think that they were capable of that, but they just looked so much better than us. When I watched the game back again, I watched it like, and I was kind of I was a little bit lost, and I watched the first like, how did we lose that game? I know our discipline was off, and but Japan were good. Japan were good. Like I was conscious that when we beat Scotland, that Scotland were poor, but um. You know, it was, it was a 
know, Japan were good. There's there's a lot of things that we could have done better, but um, there's some really big momentum swings in the game after about 20 minutes. I think you know when when Japan Japan won a scrum penalty, a big big momentum swift uh, shift. Fa, um, fa, I, w- I wanted to ask you about that. The first scrum, Ireland were dominant, and I don't know was that 10 minutes, 15, yeah. whatever. In 15 minutes later, how how can there be such a, a turnaround in the scrum? Yeah, I suppose it's like it's it's not it's not that that. I'm better than this guy, so I'm always going to beat him. You've got eight guys competing against another eight guys. They've all got to be trying to line to the same point. And, and not, there's not, it's not as it's going to be a huge discrepancy between them, you know? So it's like, uh, an analogy is like if, if you want someone who's someone who's, who's going for a 200 kg squat and as a one at max or something like that, you know, if, if they're not always going to get it, but they're generally going to be there and thereabouts as in getting their... And uh, and that's kind of how scrummaging goes. And I thought like we're uh, we're sharp there, you know. They um, they caught that one where they got a, almost like a. It's like Ireland were advancing too quickly on the loose head side, which left Tyg Furlong then on his own with the with Japanese uh, loose head and and Hori the hooker there, and uh, he got kind of pincered in a little bit. So they, they didn't get a decision on it. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people just when I was reading up on it earlier, on, a lot of people questioned why Ireland didn't kick the ball enough. Uh, were we trying way to play way more of an offloading game? Uh, where where did that come out of? And would you agree that we didn't kick enough? Um, I think it was nineteen kicks from hand from both sides, and I I, I would have thought that um, that like based on how 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 Japan had gone against Russia, I thought that they didn't handle handle the kicking game well. I thought with uh, with Joseph and Brown as their head coach as their coaches that. Um, they were very much focused on shifting the ball to the edge um, as much as they could, changing the point of contact, a real high-tempo game that doesn't rely on, you know, that doesn't ever allow the game to slow down to the point where now we've got to try and generate momentum here with a, with a, with a one-off big carry because they don't really have the personnel outside of probably Massey within their pack to do that. Now, Massey's more of an offloader, but... Um, I felt that uh, I, I felt that if Ireland tested them with the kicking game that they played, like pretty, that they really it came into their, it, into its own in the second half in Scotland because of the conditions. And Ireland were really, really good, like the pressure kicking from Murray, really accurate kicking, a real strong kick chase line every time. And I, I, I wasn't overly, overly um, impressed with uh, the Japanese back three in the Russian game. And uh, even though they shifted around a little bit today, I still felt that they're they didn't kick accurately when when the ball was put in behind them when they returned, or else Matsushima just made that line break um, up the left touch line. But but in general, they they it was they weren't they weren't exiting well with their kicks. So uh, it's an area that Ireland probably could have targeted a bit more. What about Vlad? Do you think um, Ireland's defence was an issue? Um, because and and in, uh, more specifically, do you think their line speed was an issue? I was sitting beside Owen Redden watching the game, and and you know he's. Like a bit of a nerd when it comes to defence, he's he's quite opinionated. He's a nerd. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. A nerd. He's a nerd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter what war time, but he's a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I find myself I agree with pretty much everything okay. he said. Yeah, he's a nerd. I, I get it. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he thought our line speed was shocking, and then a good example. <laughs> he's a nerd. He's a nerd. <laughs> he's a nerd. But uh, I I I would have thought 
from my expert <laughs> analysis that um, yeah, our line speed was, I, I felt it was off a little bit, particularly because uh, Japan were trying to move the ball to the edge. And a lot, an awful lot of times you get someone coming up, say, um, on, say, their first receiver slash second receiver, putting line speed pressure on him, trying to get him to pass early. But then you see the rest of the line bent back every single time. And I, what it is, it just kind of gives, it gives Japan options where they just just tip that ball on, even when it wasn't a particularly accurate pass. And they just made up lots of soft, soft meters on the outside. And um, to the point where I kind of got their offloaded game going, you know, I felt that, you know, Andy Farrell would be, be a, little bit, a little bit pissed off with that. But, you know, that was how it unfolded. What about uh, Gardner? Um, again, that's getting a little bit of chat. Would you have an issue with uh, any of his decisions? Um, yeah, there's a few things that look. I, th- I think it's it, it, it's it's not a good place to go when you're always looking for like oh if we lost the game it's the referee. But there's a few things that definitely like there was at one stage uh, Jack Carty uh, was contesting in the air for a kick um, in the second half and he got, he kind of got taken out as he was going for it and Gardner was looking right at him and didn't seem to just it just didn't register with him you know. Yeah. Essentially, almost a yellow card. I think there was. I'm not sure which Japanese player it was, but they went. They kind of even half contested and just took Jack out as he was trying to field the ball. But he just he just waved play on. But you look, know, it's it, it, it's hard. I would be a big fan of criticism of these. Mm-hmm. And I know this is Captain Hines. Captain hindsight. So okay, yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you about Japan in a, in a couple of minutes, um, but. Uh, Captain Hindsight, uh, head on us. Schmidt's selection, what do you reckon? Like a six-day turnaround, picking pretty much the same pack that had gone through, uh, you know, it, you know, played a lot of the rugby in the warm-up games and then gone through that, that tough game against Scotland. Um, do you think he made mistakes in those selections or, or is it the fact that Japan were just excellent? Um. I, I couldn't second guess this, the selection because I suppose he, uh, I, I, I would take it from, from who went out there that he was trying to pick his strongest side again for, for the second round against Japan because Rob Carney came back in, um, Earnsy coming back in, um, you know, because Bundyaki was out, Chris Farrell coming in, um, and then obviously with, with Johnny being gone, I think if Johnny was fit, he would have started. And then what it used to kind of probably freshen it up then for Russia and, uh, and Samoa. Uh, it, it's, I don't think it's fair to say that, that he got it wrong because when, when they were facing the squad, I didn't see a huge change up that would, that would make me think, well, oh, this guy should have started definitely, you know? So it was probably, it was just a flat performance around and, you know, look, compare last week and say on, on Sunday when we beat, when we beat Scotland, we weren't, in, we were good, but Scotland were terrible. And today, Japan were really good. Like you know, we weren't, we weren't great, but Japan were, were really good. I suppose it's just, just a bit of a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think I agree. Um, looking ahead to, to where they go from here, then is it, is it? Uh, I suppose it, it could get, be, it could be fine. Yeah, <coughs> if Scotland yeah. beat Japan. Um, am I right in saying, Pat? Stop me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. as long as there's no more no bonus points, then we've still got a good chance of of topping the pool. 
If yeah, we'd need Scotland to beat. That's what I mean. If Scotland yeah, yeah. beat Japan, because yeah, because we beat them so heavily, yeah. we would stand a good chance at the top of the pool. Yeah. Yeah. So Earlsy and chasing back after that intercept potentially saved them. Mm. Yeah, that was unreal. Yeah. Mm. That's that's why that's the reason why Joe loves him stuff like that. Mm. That he yeah. that he outpaced Larmer as well. Like did he go past Larmer? Yeah, he went past Larmer. Yeah, really? and 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 won it, and then nearly <coughs> got the turnover as well. Like. Mm. Could have saved their you, World Cup. Were you um, flat or or Pat or Baz if you saw this? But were you cursing um, Carberry when he kicked the ball out? I was, but uh, it was since been pointed out. Yes, that, same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said no, like like as if they were definitely going to score. Like if they kept the ball, but I think it's been pointed out that if he if Japan had turned them over and we would have lost the bonus point, and yeah. it would have been an absolute disaster entirely. Uh, I would have went for it though. Would you? Yeah. Put up a contestable. Oh, Jesus. I just... <laughs> but I'm, not a, I'm the only rugby player not here in the room. As well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think, Vlad? No, you were like, kick it out. No, no, put it out, put it out, because uh, the, the, the the downside of actually not winning a bonus, not, not getting a losing bonus, bonus point would have, would have killed us, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, um, it's... Uh, shit, man. Japan were good. Um... But I, I didn't think we'd be as flat as we were. We looked exhausted. Yeah, looked we so look, exhausted. And, yeah, I um, thought we looked flat. I thought we looked like we, the same way we looked at Twickenham a month ago. Yeah, but you look. That's. I'm not sure if we like the the the, the way the Japanese were playing, man. <clears> that <throat> they were like they were so happy for it to just be constantly shifting the ball around, constantly shifting the ball around. Yeah, I, I would have. I'm not sure what would have been the best way to do it. Like to me, probably I'm, I'm imagining like just trying to play a bit more of a pressure game, trying to be a bit more accurate with our with our kicking game, turning the Japanese, making them play out of their own half. But the more we made it a kind of a slow contest, more more set piece oriented, and because um, it's not like the Japanese got massive delivery off their set piece, they didn't. But um, I thought that we, we allowed we allowed their nine. Uh, either Nagare or, or Tanaka to really dictate the pace of the game. The turnover on fifty on fifty nine minutes um, absolutely killed us. Yeah, uh, when 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 CJ carried into uh, into Chris Farrell, that absolutely killed us. And um, you know that, that turnover there was really really costly. But like <clears throat> by and large, I think they really dictated how the game was being run. That looked sloppy, didn't it? It looked like. Um... Like it just looked a little bit thoughtless, and it was—it's really unlike Joe. I think that was a reflection of how mm. kind of shell shocked everybody was, and they mm. were just like, "Geez, we're yeah. back here in our twenty-two. Yeah, look, I think I think when, when stuff like this happens, I think the players have to have to take ownership on it because they're, they're the most important guys. You can do it almost everyone except for the players. You know, you can't do you can't do it without players. So they're actually the most important guys, and. Um, I think they have to take a bit of ownership on this now going forward. Um, you know, I think it was it was it was it was work rate. We were we were definitely outworked. Um, we could have strategically played and give ourselves a little bit more of an advantage by making a bit more of an arm wrestle and rather a, you know coughing the ball up so easily. But I still don't think our our our, our penalty count was 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 excessively bad. So. Um, you know, yeah. I, yeah, I have to give Japan credit. Yeah, that was one of the one thing I was going to ask you was like, I mean, it bodes well for the competition. Japan are going to, uh, you know, 
the, the support is going to get behind them a hell of a lot more and it's it's great for rugby. Um, for us then, it's looking like New Zealand in the in the quarterfinals if we do get through. Um, and now it looks like to play against Ireland, it's it's put them under pressure and keep your discipline incredible. Um, that's what I kind of took from, from what I saw of the game today. Um, New Zealand <coughs> seems to be getting away with murder as opposed to having... Great discipline. I suppose the murdering. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, what what do you expect? Uh, do you expect Ireland to change how they approach the, the All Blacks game, or or uh, how do you think they'll they'll fare with the way the All Blacks are playing at the moment, kind of living in that chaotic uh, environment uh, and with the way they're playing? I think that the chaotic thing is that that, that came from the pressure that the uh, that the Springboks were putting on with their they were so frantic with their line speed and, and with the pressure of putting on a breakdown and New Zealand just seemed to respond as in like the looser you know the, the more that they kind of got fractured the more they got forced into unstructure from the from the Springbok pressure the more they just kind of just tossed the ball around. Um, I don't think that's going to be a massive feature of their game going forward. I think if that was kind of dictated by the box. Um, I think Ireland have got to focus on the next two games now and to try and get a good result with like good basics um, and, and start feeling, you know, start feeling good about how the way that, that they can play before they go to a, before they even start looking ahead towards a quarter final because um, I suppose. Everyone felt brilliant after the after the game against Scotland, but now now we're kind of back to square one again. You know, a lot of the kind of that niggling feeling that was there after the, after the game against England is back again. So, just on that, um, assuming we do make a quarter final, um, we've got three weeks until that. So, that, that that kind of feeling after the game that the boys were experiencing in the changing room. If they beat Russia on Thursday, who cares? They'll still have the feeling. If they move on and beat Samoa, they'll still have that feeling. So that this kind of feeling and the hurt, I suppose, from the defeat is going to sit with them for a few weeks now. I don't know if that would be good or bad because it could be good in that it builds up, builds up, builds up and then you get this monumental performance at the end of it. Or it could be something that maybe festers uh, and you know becomes an issue after a few weeks. Have you any, any thoughts on that? Again... <laughs> Bear in mind, this is an early discussion between me and Owen Redden. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Owen, Owen Redden in disguise. Um, it was. Um, I don't. I don't think so, man. I. I think honestly that, like, regardless of like the, the Japanese result, if the lads are going into the Russian game and if they're, if they're, you know, they're they're looking to get a big performance, like when you go out there, it's not like you, you don't discount the opposition. If you play well, you know you played you, you played well. So um, if whatever fifteen goes out against Russia, I imagine it's going to be it's going to have a lot of changes in there, both from a kind of a, a freshness point of view and also kind of a like a little bit of okay, well you didn't perform, so someone else is going to have their goal this weekend. Um, so I think that um, I think that I think that the players will go out and say this is my opportunity, and. Regardless if it's Russia or if it's New Zealand, if they play really, really well, they'll take as much confidence from that um, as you know. It's not going to be diluted by the fact that we'd lost to Japan uh, the previous game. So I, I think that they can, they can do a lot towards towards uh, getting back in a good mental state from a good performance against Russia, and then against 
the same against Samoa, building in towards a, a quarter final. Okay. Um, how's the TV going? Uh, you've got a few games uh, this week. I'm enjoying your little, uh, did, your little um, digs at people. Uh, no real digs. Um, yeah. I, uh, I did, I did the Munster game today in Tone Park. A very good performance from Munster against Dragons. Um, anyone stand out there for you? Anyone that we, we wouldn't uh, be aware of stand out? Kevin O'Byrne, Kevin O'Byrne and Billy Holland were, were excellent. But Shane Daly was man of the match. I think because his stuff was kind of a bit more X factor. It wasn't a huge amount of rugby played. Um, Monster set piece was good, um, but I suppose everyone was still kind of in shock, going in kind of shaking, and like with blankets and cups of soup after the <laughs> after watching the Japan game that morning. So, mm. um, but it was good to see Monster win again. So, okay, well we'll get you. Uh We'll get you back up here on the couch with us very soon. We're also talking about going to Dubai for a, a live show in March, so we're going to lock that in as well and put that in your diary. Um, but look, we'll let you back to your dinner with your pals. Thanks a million for, okay. for joining okay. us. You watch out for the returns, okay? See you later, man. Cheers, Take it easy. See ya. Good luck. Probably a great idea that this little fella, and I like, I'll stick him up my shoulders. And I, like the ceiling, it's weird. The ceiling above me was, you know, maybe eight foot, but there's like a big atrium, so I couldn't see the ceiling. Uh, it was so the perfect storm. Oh, so the mum was there with the camera ready. You know, it was one of those wind up ones. And I, I lifted him, come on, up he goes, and boom, head off the roof. The whole place went silent. Kids started crying. I had to hand him back. I was, I'm so sorry. So I, I turned around, tripping, <laughs> yeah. waving himself. <laughs> Uh, Okay, that was flat. Uh, One thing I didn't, uh, we didn't discuss there is injuries and um, I suppose how the squad is looking after these couple of games. So it looks like Conan has gone home. Um, Reese Rodog to potentially come out. Um, um, uh, Jordan Murphy. Oh, did I say Reese Rodog? Sorry, Jordan Murphy to come out. yeah, what are your thoughts, Pat? I know you were a bit concerned about what, like, why Peter Manley was starting, why, um, why not rest him, considering the week he had, and, and he was under a little bit of doubt. Yeah, uh, I thought there was like, like he wasn't supposed to play. Like mm-hmm. he was, he was never supposed to play. Jack Conan was supposed to play number eight, and CJ was supposed to play blindside. But then, because Jack got injured in the morning, they had to put him back in. But I was saying, like, with Reese Ruddock there, and with even Ty Byrne, who can cover blindside or anywhere in the back row why not rest Pete anyway and he mm. was one of the players who suffered most today he didn't look up to it and Gardner was pretty harsh on him at the, at the breakdown as well But he made a point early on didn't he he penalised mm. Pete a couple of times early on but that that could have been anyone though. it just happened to be Pete and Gardner was kind of setting a stall out early wasn't he he was he was very kind of lads not supporting their own weight that's what he was very harsh on and but there was one Conor Murray got pinged with as well, and he just said to him, "Release, like release it. You're not, you haven't got your weight on it." And Murray did, and he still gave it. Like you know, the minute he said it, he did what he asked him to, and he still penalised him. But yeah, we were having a bit of an argument there <laughs> off air. But I was saying, it's funny. I would have made, I would have kept in Larmer and Conway because they'd started the tournament so well. But then mm. I would have changed more around in the pack. Like, but uh, yeah, it is. It is a funny thing. Yeah, you could say hindsight, but I don't think O'Mahony should have been starting that game. Mm. Potentially use a bit more of, you and know. then I don't think maybe best as well. 
Considering he'd played eighty to full eighty minutes, I thought like. that was a strange one. Mm. Yeah, I really did. I think I think he'd uh, he'd done enough to prove that you know anyone that was doubting him for the ahead of the Scottish game, he'd obviously come out and had an absolute stormer, mm. and, and the lineup had gone so well. And but I suppose look, there's, they didn't want to take. They were obviously weren't taking them too lightly. The Japanese, like by, by you know by putting the, all those players uh, straight back into it. But Joe would get criticism there, no matter what happens, because if he yeah. if he doesn't make any changes, then he's seemingly going full strength. Yeah, he get criticism for not making changes. Then if he'd made changes, then they would say, "Geez, they took." And, Japan and lightly. Schmidt's other thing is that he always then says he's fit now, but we just didn't. So he said Sexton was fit, and then he's getting asked after the game, "But well, if he's fit, why do you not play him against Japan? Do you not mm. respect Japan?" Like so, mm. he's going to get nails in every every no, which direction. Tough, yeah. Yeah. Let's nail him. <laughs> get him, boys. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mate texted me this morning. He's like, "This my weekend is ruined now." <laughs> like proper pissed off over it. Like you know, so relax. Japan hustled us, you know. Yeah, they tricked us. They kind of did, didn't they? They they played badly last week on purpose. Yeah. Did you notice they were like winging each other? Not. <laughs> <laughs> and then they hustled us. Either they're hustling us, or we'll we're hustling South Africa. Ah. Uh, or this is the influencing all over again. And then hus- <laughs> uh, South Africa in turn will hustle someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you hear? Um, no basis to that theory. No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear Luke Thompson, the their lock, the thirty eight year old lad? Did you see him walking off? Yeah. He looked like a corpse. <laughs> like, like, limping off. And then uh, Redden turns to me and he goes, That's who's beating Ireland today. <laughs> <laughs> he um Yeah, he came out afterwards and said, like, oh, you know, all the Irish media were talking about South Africa, like and they were you know, and you know, we were completely disrespected and we use it. And then I was kinda just like, Yeah, we kinda have been talking about South Africa like mm. And then that was the vibe. The vibe was South Africa, South Africa. That's who we're going to be playing. And now, I don't know, it could be that way. But yeah, your man was like, you think he put in 19 tackles, didn't miss one. And, wow, and yeah. then James Moore was 23 or something. Like, these two lads have never. Yeah, really it was, much it was classic yeah. uh, us getting ahead of ourselves. We're terrorists for it, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll come back in part two for a stab at Black and White. We've only done one part. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. All right, Flav's not here today, so uh, we're going to do black and white ourselves. So this is 60 seconds, head-to-head, one controversial statement and a big debate. Pat will decide who wins, and whoever does gets a pint of Guinness on our black and white leaderboard. Pat, what is this week's black and white statement? Stick to your theme from earlier on. It's Aladdin is the best Disney character. Trimby, you're... I'm against. Four, I don't care. I'm four, because I definitely think he is. Okay, I'm against. Okay. Right, I'll get the clock going. Who goes first? You go first there, Barry. Yeah. Yeah. Go. I think Aladdin is the best because uh, he's got great songs. Uh, He's cool. He's he's very good with animals. He loves the little monkey lad. He looks after him, Abu. Um... He's very good to Jasmine. He treats her like, like a princess. princess. <laughs> but he has a lot of respect for her as a as a woman and as a strong, independent woman as well. He <laughs> <laughs> he's not one of like one of these sexist old fucking 
Simba's a bit sexist, isn't he? Doesn't really give a shit half the time. He's a bit of an asshole. Yeah, he's mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas Aladdin, he's just and he, okay. He's a thief, but he's like Robin Hood. He steal, steals from the the rich and gives to the monkey. <laughs> 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 and uh, and he and he frees the genie at the end. He frees the genie with his last wish. What a legend. Could have asked for more. Nah. You're free, genie. Wow. Whew. I should do, we, they should always be uh, Disney-based. Like, kick your ass <laughs> yeah. every week. Right, should we like top topic here? <laughs> Go if on. We, if if we, we're playing top trumps, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I was Baz, I'd be like, <laughs> Disney. <laughs> right, should we give, give you just a couple of seconds to kind of compose yourself here? Because yeah, that was a good one. I feel like, I feel like Ireland at like 20 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's do it. Um, well, obviously, I, I completely disagree. Um, for me, um, my the, the, the best Disney character of all time is Pumba. Um, because, you know, he, 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 like, he sings lots of funny songs and uh, he's a warthog. And he's an unlikely source for a hero. But to me, he's the hero of the... Um, the famous uh, Disney movie, The Lion King. Even within Aladdin, he's not even the best character in that. Jafar's better, Jasmine be- is better, the, the genie, all better. No. Because they're, they all... But he see, he's... Okay, but, No, go on. Cause <laughs> he brings them all together. It's all about him. It's his name above I the just, door. I just <laughs> <laughs> Same as us. That's yeah. why we're the best characters in this show. <laughs> Yeah, no, you can have this one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're going with Pumba. Pumba's all you got. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I'll take exhausted. it. I'm I'll take it. I did, a, I did a, a, a charity day yesterday for um, Crumlin, the children's hospital. Yeah. But I, I got down to Glenda Lock um, to, and I thought I was going to say a few words. Got down there and then kind of discovered it was a, a hike and I got roped into doing it. 19 kilometers. <laughs> Were you dressed appropriately? By the end, I was walking like your man Thompson coming off the pitch. I wasn't dressed appropriately, no. I did have like a makeshift pair of hiking boots in the form of like high top vans. Okay. <laughs> it made do. I was absolutely banjacked. 19 kilometers. Just my legs. Wa- walking, was it like? Just walking. Four hours. <laughs> <laughs> I was so tired. <laughs> it was for the kids, though. It was for the kids. It was for the kids. Fair play to you. Look, um, so I feel like that physical fatigue has made its way into the black and white performance. <laughs> okay, I need to fatigue you every week, so <laughs> I'll take it. All right, we'll have a quick roundup of the Guinness Pro 14, which started back this weekend. Uh, Did you see anything oh, else? Oh, <laughs> <sure. laughs> Don't say Connor. <laughs> Need to improve. You know what? Ourselves. We're not even going to read their results. <laughs> Ulster Connors because they got beat. <laughs> they did. <laughs> Ulster beat uh, Ospreys thirty-eight fourteen at Raven Hill. Great start for them. Two Mikey tries. Laurie flying. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. Came off the. Oh, came off the bench. I think. Little Laurie. I think he did. Yeah. yeah. Mike Lowry. Yeah. There's a lot of people called Mike Lowry. Yeah, your man from um, Bad Boys. Mm. Yeah. That's all I got really. <laughs> <laughs> definitely more. Uh, Craig Gilroy got a couple of tries. Uh, new boys, Sam Carter, Jack McGrath and Matt Fedez. Matt Fedez. Um, apparently went very well. Yes. 
That's what Pat was saying. Uh, Monster hammered the Dragons, as Flash said, 39-9 with uh, Nick McCarthy uh, getting his debut and looking good. Uh, Dave Kearney scored a hat-trick for Leinster as they edged out Treviso, 32-27. It's good to see Treviso still, you know, even with obviously half their team uh, probably depleted. Conceding hat-tricks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 27 points in Leinster is still, yeah. still doing okay. Uh, a sliding doors moment for Dave Kearney. He could be crying in the change room in Japan but he's scoring hat-tricks in Treviso yeah very true um, Scarlet's beat Connacht 18-10 at Parky Scarlet's to ensure it wasn't another green sweep okay that's um, I think that's it look we've we've done our best to distract you I think yeah I think we've done it but we've, had, we've, but we've had to acknowledge it um, tough day for Irish rugby but look we'll be back we're still going to win the World Cup Japan yeah no Ireland (laughs) (laughs) we're going to be the first team to ever win the World Cup by still losing a game in the World Cup yeah Mm -hmm. okay right that's the new plan okay Uh, so look onwards we are we're we're Japan supporters (laughs) now this is the Baz and Andrews dojo of rugby Mm, we need to get back our little (laughs) Japanese flag (laughs) that's great (laughs) Uh, right thanks everybody for listening on all your favourite apps and for those of you watching us on YouTube, YouTube. cheers YouTube. to YouTube <laughs> 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 it's been a long day uh, thank you to everyone who helped out making this show and for coming in late on a Saturday we really appreciate it uh, to Pat to Alan to Dermot and to Anthony this has been Baz and Andrews House of Rugby here on Joe together with Guinness Party on. Party on. You were listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. Drink responsibly. Visit drinkaware.ie for the facts.